The patient was diagnosed by a psychiatrist as a paranoid schizophrenic. After 10 years, he was pronounced incurable and was able to stay out of the mental institution only by taking 33 pills every day. And then one of Jehovah's Witnesses calling from house to house managed to start a Bible study with him. After eight months, the man needed no more pills. And four months later, he was pronounced fully cured. Then there was the woman in Michigan who for many years had received regular psychotherapy, shock treatments, and had spent $5,000 on drug treatment. Yet, she still kept threatening suicide. After studying the Bible with Jehovah's Witnesses, she was able to discontinue taking drugs as well as quit smoking. She phoned her psychiatrist to tell him that now she felt better than she had ever felt before and what accounted for it. He replied that he wished all of his patients could find a cure like that. The two experiences that you just heard, they came from the April 22, 1975 Awake magazine. These types of articles form the foundation and the basis for the type of culture that exists among Jehovah's Witnesses for decades. And that is, people who are struggling with mental health issues, it is because you are spiritually weak. And so by citing examples of someone who had an incurable situation in their life with schizophrenia, that by reading our magazines, they were cured. These types of articles were used by elders, circuit overseers, and speakers all around the world to tell the Jehovah's Witnesses, just read our magazines and your problems will be fixed. Hi, this is Lady C. Welcome to The Critical Thought. In the upcoming episode, we're going to be talking about Jehovah's Witnesses and mental health awareness. In fact, we have a series of videos that we're going to be covering under this umbrella talking about mental health awareness because a lot of people, they may be experiencing these issues in their lives, but they don't realize it. And we also teamed up with a mental health professional who is going to weigh in on this matter. There is still a stigma when it comes to mental health. Individuals perceive mental health as you know, um, that something is wrong with me. You know, I'm flawed. You know, there's a deficit. I think we are addressing that stigma by taking more of a strength based approach um, to addressing mental health, not what's wrong with you, but what's right about you. Maybe maybe we've forgotten what was right about me through whatever circumstances or situations that I've I've, I've gone into in my life. And and the mind is interesting. We can get so focused on the algorithm of negativity to where we only see what we believe. You're listening to The Critical Thought, where we challenge our listeners to use critical thinking when examining the teachings of Jehovah's Witnesses. Hi, I'm Daniel. Hi, I'm JT. And the purpose of this video is to speak to you about how the Watchtower creates mental health issues 
for its members. Okay, JT, let's talk. Yeah, um, that is something that you will find in this religion is the mental health concerns that people will end up finding themselves dealing with. Mm -hmm. Well, a few weeks ago, we released a video and we made the point that the Watchtower, the governing body, the witnesses and the society as a whole basically were the modern day Pharisees, that they were the modern day Pharisees because they were creating man-made mandates. Yeah. Uh, do you remember that? Yeah. Um, we looked at how that was the issue with the Pharisees in Jesus' day. They had so many man-made rules that they impose on people. And these literally became burdens. Mm. Um, we know Jesus said that my load is light. Mm. Uh, for those Jews at that time, the load was not light. And it's kind of interesting when you contrast that to Jehovah's Witnesses today. Mm. The load that Jehovah's Witnesses carry is not light. Then when you look at what is causing this heaviness, you often find that it's nothing more than man-made mandates that the organization puts. In. And so if we went back in terms of Bible history, those man-made mandates of the Pharisees back in the day created a burden or mental health issues, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. So what would you say are some of the key mental health issues that come about as a result of the man-made mandates? Yeah, you know, that's a very good question. You know, what are the, the mandates that Jehovah's Witnesses often find themselves dealing with? And to be honest with you, the list is quite extensive, but we just want to look at some of them just to illustrate how these types of man-made mandates impact people's lives, their families, and even their children many times. For example, meeting attendance. Uh, this is one of the most interesting things because it causes so much stress for so many Jehovah's Witnesses who oftentimes can't make all their meetings. And the reasons that they can't make them can range from physical health to jobs, and the list goes on. But what happens is, is how the witness is made to feel about not being able to attend meetings. I know as a, as a former elder, that would be one of the things that would come up on shepherding calls. You would talk to the Jehovah's Witnesses about, you know, you're not attending all the meetings. You know, is there something you can do? And so this would oftentimes uh, create undue stress on people because many times what they would actually need to do, which is interesting, is many times quit their job and find a new job. Uh, this is the type of uh, mental uh, stress that people don't need to be on. Think times are difficult. And when you consider people are in so many countries um, and now they're asked many times, look for another job. And so something as simple as attending services for a Jehovah's Witness, it can take on a whole different avenue. Yeah, JT, but someone might argue that the Bible calls for, you know, people to gather together and attend the meetings. I mean, uh, aren't they just doing what the Bible says? Yeah. And what makes that so interesting is when people look at meeting attendance, you will see that the Watchtower has various types of meetings. And these meetings, as of right now, they have revised them. They've changed them. And so what was the, what was required at one time now is not required. Uh, I remember growing up as a kid, we were out uh, several times in the week and you knew not to miss the meetings. That was a part of what you did or what you didn't do. <laughs> and so as a result, the Watchtower has all of these meetings and these meetings many times is what people cannot participate in. And so, OK, your point is meetings cause stress and uh, that's part of the mental health equation that the man-made mandates create. So, JT, what's a second major man-made mandate that causes kind of mental health challenges? 
that would be how the Jehovah's Witnesses do their ministry. Mm. Um, everyone who ever reads the Bible understands sharing one's faith. But for the Jehovah's Witness, the Watchtower puts in place all types of little things that have literally nothing to do with what the Bible says about sharing faith. And one of the ways in which they do this is they give people titles. They give people titles that they can have. Uh, everybody is called a publisher. Mm-hmm. But if you reach out and do more, you can be an auxiliary pioneer. And if you do even more, you can be a regular pioneer. And so it's how they approach these things in terms of if you are not doing these things, what does it say about you? And when you tell people that it's a reflection of your love for God and there is no such thing as auxiliary pioneering or regular pioneering found in the Bible, it does not exist. These are basically corporate mandates because they have quotas. And they can move the quotas up and down at any time, which tells you this has nothing to do with God. This is what an organization wants you to do. And the problem is, or the kicker is, is how they will make other people feel who can't do these things. Or if you are no longer able to do these, things. I, you know, as, as an elder, I used to see people literally cry, cry when you had to tell them you can no longer be a regular pioneer. So why is this person? Why would they cry? Well, because they would feel that this right here, this title, mm-hmm. as, as one individual told me once, this is my life. And what is your life? Having the title of a regular pioneer. If you took away the title, you would quickly find out how these same people would not reach those same hour quotas. You give them a title. You set them up as someone to be an example to follow, and then they will do it. And so we see this in many organizations. I mean, Amway, Shackley, you know, you got your gold pins, your silver pins. This is basically what it is. And so what's the specific impact, though, of that man-made mandate? Is that stress again or is that depression or is that anxiety? Like what's going on with that? Once again, you see a system that creates unnecessary stress. Feelings of worthlessness. You have some people who can do it in the congregation. Others cannot. And yet the drumbeat is you can do it. You know, somebody else they have, they're in a wheelchair. You walking around both your feet and legs. Why can't you? And so those are the type of talks that a Jehovah's Witness hears over and over and over. And it it, it takes its toll on people because you begin to question your own self-worth. Well, when I was in the organization as an unbaptized publisher, I mean, at least from the outside looking in, everybody looked like they were smiling and having a good time. I didn't hear folks running around saying, I'm depressed, I'm stressed. So maybe, JT, you making all of this up. Where are you getting this from? Well, what happens is, is that when you talk to people privately, mm. they will often tell you what they think. Publicly, as a Jehovah's Witness, you're taught that Jehovah's Witnesses are the happiest people on the earth. So if you are the happiest person on the earth, then you can't be having issues. You can't be showing people that you're not happy, especially when the question is, what is causing my unhappiness? Ah, so you're saying there's a public face and a private reality. Yeah, it really is. Public face is it's all good. It's all good. Uh, I'm happy all the time. Yeah. Privately, I've got stress, depression, anxiety. Uh, is that what I'm hearing you say? That's exactly what you're hearing. As, as a denomination, Jehovah's Witnesses literally have a wonderful public perspective. Their persona is one husband, wife, two little kids knocking on doors, little bow tie on little boy. That looks good. But what happened before they came out in field service? <laughs> so that's, that's the kind of problem you run into. And so unfortunately, these types of mandate, which are basically just 
the ideas of corporate entities. I mean, we've had people who have actually come to some of the meetings and they make the point that this sounds like a sales meeting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because when you look at how the meetings are conducted, if you didn't know where you were at, this is what you would often think many times. Uh, they used to have a book that was called um, Qualified to be Ministers. If you read through the Qualified, be, through, uh, the Qualified to be Ministers publication, uh, you can literally see it as if they just lifted something out of IBM manual. Because that is what, at, at a certain time, the president of the Watchtower, they wanted to emulate, basically, the way other businesses ran their businesses. So like the stress that I experience or others experience when they're working in corporate America, because there's meeting attendance, so to speak. Yeah, right. And true. if there's field service, yeah. number of sales calls, that same kind of stress that we feel in business. We also feel in Bible, so to speak, yeah. when it comes to the Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. And, and, and so you have to, you know, it, like I say, it goes back to what Jesus said. Jesus said, my load is light. So why are these people having this heavy load? And then when you begin to peel the layers back, you see that a lot of it, unfortunately, has absolutely nothing to do with except man-made mandates. So uh, number one mandate uh, that you said crosses stress, depression, guilt, anxiety was meeting attendance. Oh, yeah. The second one is field service. Mm -hmm. uh, talk to me about the third. This is probably the, the worst one of all, and that is how they treat people when they are disfellowship or kicked out of the religion. You literally lose everything and everyone that you know. And... This particular type of stress, because remember, as a witness, you weren't allowed to really cultivate any friendships with people who were not Jehovah's Witnesses. So the only, witness, only friends you have are those within the congregation. Then there's a subset. Yeah, there's a subset. If you don't meet a certain criteria, you will be considered a worldly Jehovah's Witness, which means the witnesses themselves would have little to nothing to do with you and your family. That's the worldly family. Now, contrast that with the fact that you can't have people who are not witnesses as your friends. So you have no friends in the congregation and you can't make friends outside the congregation. So it leaves people in a no man's zone. And, 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 and we have uh, over the years, I've, I, you, you just observed this um, families and, and they often fall in certain types of categories. Uh, you'll see this, uh, especially among perhaps a single woman with children, you know, but she, her husband is not one of Jehovah's witnesses. Uh, she's by herself. She's what we call a single parent, fatherless boys, fatherless girls. And so they will oftentimes find themselves in this no man's zone and, and they feel left out. So what I hear you saying is that this third reality about disfellowship and relationship management creates a certain loneliness. Oh yeah. Puts a squeeze on mm -hmm. kind of people's hearts in that way. Yeah. Um, as, as you know, there's nothing worse in a prison system than being put into the hole. Mm, there's solitary, solitary, solitary confinement. There's a reason they put you in solitary confinement mm. because they know the impact it has on you. Mm. And so for a Jehovah's Witness who is literally with, surrounded but yet isolated. Mm. I mean, there, there's so many people who will tell stories and, 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 and I've heard personal uh, statements about how they just felt lonely. They went to the Kingdom Hall Nobody really spoke to him after the meeting. Nobody invited them over. And this is day after this. This is year after year, year after year. Um, there's always that little click in the congregation, but most people are not part of the click. 
Yeah, but JT, again, somebody may be watching this video like, well, I mean, hey, meeting attendance, field service, and being discerning about your relationships, hey, that's par for the course. You're talking about a bunch of weaklings. That's why they are stressed out, feeling lonely, depressed, sad. What do you say to that? In fact, what you just said is absolutely what will be told to them. Mm. <laughs> that the issue is them. The issue is them. Not the man-made mandate. No. Not the culture. No, not none of that. And so now it just piles on top of the person already. Um, let, let me give you an example. Person's job. Witnesses many times are encouraged to, 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 to advance and get education. So many times you will find around the world, witnesses often take jobs that may pay less. With the cost of living going up, it becomes stressful. So now you have a Jehovah's Witness who is making less. He now has more bills, but he has meetings he has to attend. And so now he can't make his meetings. And now he has to work overtime. He has to work two jobs. And so it becomes literally like a, like a hamster in a hamster wheel. He will never catch up. He will never, ever catch up. And that's the way a lot of Joe's in the feeling. And what it does, it ends up impacting their mental health. We're close to the end of this video, but I've got to ask. So if a Jehovah's Witness active or maybe one that's left mm -hmm. the organization mm -hmm. or maybe one that's. People. <laughs> That's right. People. That's right. Yeah. Have left, yeah. but maybe physically or emotionally still there. Yeah. So what do they do? Well, I mean, I yeah. mean, can they go get some emotional and mental health? I mean, certainly the witnesses provide for that, don't they? Well, unfortunately, they don't. Um, their track record is an interesting one about mental health. Um, it's only been in the last few years. For, you know, this, this religion has been for over 150 years and they have always discouraged seeking mental health historically. And the reason why is because it was always viewed as a sign or an indication that you're spiritually weak. Yeah. That's why you got to go get help. You're spiritually weak. Um, you're part of the happiest people on the face of the earth. So why aren't you happy? If you're not happy, it's because of something you are not doing. Um, one of the things that every elder will tell people when they go into their homes, um, they're basically a couple of questions they'll ask. You know, are you regular at the meetings? Are you regularly in field service? And are you reading all the Watchtower publications? And if the person says no, the elder will say, well, see, that's, that could be a problem you're having. And so once, and so once again, it's always your problem. And so, you know, really it's only, you know, and, and so now the Watchtower has become a uh, step more into the 21st century, as it were. 21st century. Today, the Watchtower has basically lifted up on that that strong position they've had. They they now you know maybe you not, might need to go see some 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 professional help. But it's always a caveat. Make sure that who you go see, be careful. And the reason they want you to be careful is because they realize that when this person sits you in that chair and they start asking you questions about what has gone on in your life, uh, it keeps oftentimes circling back around. So what you're doing is one of Jehovah's Witnesses. Mm -hmm. And so the Watchtower tells, you know, witnesses, basically, you want to stay away from those types of therapists. And that's one of the catch-22s. We had a, when the congregation that my wife and I were in, we had someone who was a, uh, a psychologist. And her workload was simply unreal because she was used by the Watchtower and by Circuit Overseers to work with Jehovah's Witnesses because they knew she would never tell them, well, you know, it's the stress you're getting from all these meetings and that, that would never happen from her. I see. And so it was really kind of a catch 22 because she really couldn't tell people based on what they describe 
coming to the Kingdom Hall, feeling, you know, not part of it. She couldn't say, well, you know, this and that. She just couldn't because she would have been in trouble. Hmm. So this this constant thing that impacts people's mental health is is, 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 is very real. It is very real. Well, for you and me and for those watching, we say mental health and sometimes there's stigma oh, yeah. around that. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, mental health really is uh, emotional health mm-hmm. or emotional wealth. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's kind of a saying, right? The the heart is the mind. So when we're talking about mental wellness, we're really talking about heart wellness. What are your thoughts on that? Right. Because oftentimes the mental health stigma Kind of makes folks say, yeah, just, you yeah, know, know, yeah, you, yeah, you're a little loco here. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so are we talking about emotions? Are we talking about mental? Are we talking about both? Well, we're really talking about both okay. because what ends up happening is uh, sometimes when a person seeks mental health care, they may find that they may have issues with a chemical imbalance, as it were. They may need some type of medication. Uh, so when you, as, as I often tell people all the time, when you when you consider just the normal issues of life and then you add on top of that an additional layer and this layer that's being added on is being presented to you as this is what God says. That is a that is a tremendous load to carry because generally speaking, people want to do what's right. They want to do what God wants them to do. And if you're being told this is what God requires of you and you cannot do it then the, the, the impact is, is, is just going to be very negative on you. Outstanding. Uh, impact on the mind and the heart. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and actually, after that, as we know, and, and, and you talk to professionals, the impact on the physical body. Mm. This is the domino effect that we talked about in the previous video. And as we get ready to wrap up this video, we said that the purpose of this video is to talk about how the Watchtower and its man-made mandates create stress for its members. Many times, unfortunately. We just took three out of what might be many, many particular issues that or man-made mandates that cause that stress. And this begins to continue and launch our series on mental health and uh, emotional wellness series. JT, any closing comments as we close out this video? When you're coming out of this religion, you need to talk to somebody many times. Mm. Uh, You may have family and friends, but sometimes depending on what circumstance you're dealing with, you may need to seek literally professional care. And and, and the stigma uh, is not something to be concerned about because your mental health is so important because eventually it will affect your physical health. And that's what you have to keep in mind. Outstanding. We're going to continue this conversation and this series that we're creating here on mental health and uh, uh, emotional wellness. So stay tuned for more content, more double clicking on this. Daniel Griffin. JT. See you on the next video. Take care. I hope this information was helpful to you. This has been Lady C. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. This program was sponsored by Critical Thinkers.